0: Hey guys, we're back with another episode featuring an NFL-bound Princeton senior with a passion for public service.
1: We talk activism, meal planning, and the alluring color of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Said hut, that's what they say in football. <laughs> the Bechtel
2: test.
1: Hey guys, welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bechtel test. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. Today's been a really good day, and I was I was saying this to Sophia earlier. Nothing good has happened to me, but nothing bad has happened, and that's incredible.
2: Therefore, it's a good. It's day. great. Yeah. That's all you can ask what are, for. What
0: are, tell us about the day. Like, what'd you do?
1: I went to
2: class. That's it. This is yeah, so nothing bad happened to <laughs> me. Content. Emily had happened. a great day. Yeah. I will say that it's it's very rare that you ask a Princeton student, Oh, how are you doing? and they say good. Yeah. I feel like most of the time they're like, Oh I'm just I'm just getting through the motions, you know. They just complain. They're, they're Everybody like, here just I'm going to
0: Firestone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um for non-princeton listeners firestone is our library oh my god and
1: some people call it stone and i hate when people do that and the people who work and there are I'm called sure stoners they call, they call they call themselves <laughs> let's, stoners let's not
0: try to make jokes here okay so-
1: I'm that wasn't sorry. funny i just
2: <laughs> trying to fuck god um hey simon how's your half marathon training going
0: so I ran actually four miles right before this because I thought this was actually at five, and then I okay. get a text from Sophia that it's at four thirty. So
2: right.
0: I was drenched in sweat in my room, about to go shower, <laughs> and I give this text, and so I hop on my bike and I bike up campus. So I got a little extra triathlon practice. That's
2: incredible, and, and I so. will say that's what Google Calendar invites are for. So
0: we can get into that <laughs> after the podcast because I don't want to. I don't want to um, be you know quarrelsome. Before we get into our guests,
1: how's your training going?
2: Um, I haven't I haven't been able to wake up in a hot second because I've been just generally well. You did today. (laughs) I did wake up, but I didn't wake up for my run because I've been battling with what people call the Princeton plague. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm not sick. However, it does it does uh, prevent me
1: from running when I'm supposed to run. That's okay.
0: We're gonna forgive you. Thank you.
1: I have an illness that doesn't affect me while I'm standing up, but as soon as I lay down, I have to cough. Really badly. Do you guys know what that is? I don't know that one. Oh. what is it? I don't know. I was asking because um. I'm. It's scary when I lay I actually, down. I think I'm that
0: like, might be Pack. a symptom of diabetes. I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to like diagnose you or anything. That's <laughs> I'm just what always I'm afraid
1: that I'm going to develop type one diabetes because Nick Jonas once told me in a JDRF <laughs> video that he was really uh, thirsty one day, and then he found out he had diabetes. So whenever I'm thirsty or laying down and start coughing, I'm like, crap, it's happening.
2: And speaking of uh, the Jonas Brothers, I want to give my sincerest condolences to Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner who are going through a divorce right now. I I just RIP. Really, RIP. Why are we talking about that? Oh, and lastly, before we get into our guests, I want to say that uh, applications for the world's largest student-run entrepreneurship (laughs) competition are open. No way. Um, They close on November first. So if you have a startup and you're a student founder, apply to Tiger Launch, which is the world's largest student-run entrepreneurship competition. Sure, so do, do that. We'll reply to, that. to the
0: puzzle section of the Daily do Show. <laughs> Don't do
2: that. Don't do that. We have 60k in prize money. Okay. It's a big deal. Anyway, into the... We po- have
0: puzzles, so... <laughs> into the
2: podcast. It is good. Today on the podcast, we have a man of many talents. He's a public servant who won the esteemed Truman Scholarship for his commitment to service. He's an offensive lineman on Princeton's football team who was recently added to the 2024 Senior Bowl watch list. He's vertically talented, too, reaching a height of six feet, nine inches. And he's also a, quote, smarticle particle, according to a trusted anonymous source. It's Princeton senior Jalen Travis. Yay! Jalen, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. I'm tired.
2: Yeah. But, and you know. it's like that. Because you woke up at. Oh, five. That, and that's crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big deal, though. It's a wild. big deal. Were yeah. all my stats correct?
3: Yes. I think you may have given me an
0: inch, but I'll take it.
2: Five. That's what. You the, always, that's men what always the, have
0: to say one inch above. Right. You know what I mean, I think that's. So you have to. When, someone, when a guy tells you their height, you have to immediately subtract, subtract one. Subtract one. Then we're working with something maybe truthful. So
2: you're what, five, five?
0: That's crazy. Uh, how dare you. <laughs> <him.
2: laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but the, it says six foot nine on like
1: the athlete like page. Oh, it does. It, it does. Says, so that means you lied at some point. Oh. Or, or well, someone um,
3: lied. Okay. Well, I'll take it. That's he, true, might
0: have, he, he, he might what? have grown an inch right? since last time he checked. So you right? never know. Since May
2: wait yeah how often is it weird like having your like body measurements like publicly available that's crazy it's a little
3: weird yeah it seems.
2: that's wild it takes a
3: while to get used to or at least it did
2: or are you just walking through campus and people are pointing be like that guy's 6'9 that guy's this many pounds <laughs> i Seven definitely get looks
0: <laughs> yeah do you have this thing where like every time you like talk to lambie an older person they're like do you play basketball all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's always
0: basketball. Never football. It's never football. Really? It's never football. Yeah. Interesting. And then they tell you that if you don't, you should.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, Jalen, my first question: You were awarded the Truman Scholarship for your work in public service, which just won as just one of sixty-two people selected from across the country. Um, so, when did you get into service, and was there something specific that inspired this interest?
3: Yeah. I always like to say that I got into service and it was, you know, part of my identity growing up. It was part of, you know, how I was raised, how my family and how my parents raised us. You know, whether it's, you know, volunteering in the church to give extra time, whether it's, you know, going the extra mile for someone in the grocery store who can't, you know, whether carry their groceries to the car or, you know, has too many kids to help out. You know, it's always been, I think, part of who I am and how I was, you know, raised to be. And, you know, I like to say, like, there's pictures and out there of, you know, my mom pulling my siblings as she pickets for workers' rights. Um, And I think that growing up and experiencing that and and being a part of that, I think, has led me to live a life that embodies that, you know, at the core of who I am. Um, And, you know, part of the reason which has informed, you know, me winning the Truman Scholarship was, one, that commitment to public service and, you know, to make sure that whatever profession I go into, that's kind of like the the ethos that i want to live by
0: um no matter what i do is there a specific type of service that you're particularly interested in
3: yeah um so you know whether it's working for the government um but i have a strong interest in our you know criminal law mm. um you know institutions nice. and infrastructures because um, i know and you know as i'm sure we'll get into a little bit but you know living in minneapolis um you know obviously living through that of 2020 and what yeah. happened with george floyd but even prior to that mm-hmm. um you know, we had several community members, including Jamar Clark and Flindel Castile, that were mm-hmm. both killed in, you know, the five or six years leading up to the murder of George Floyd. That both sparked, you know, massive levels of unrest. Um, I distinctly remember my dad taking me to the, the protest out of a precinct, Minneapolis precinct, um, in the heart of December and heart of January, which those of you who are familiar with Minnesota know can be extremely cold. Um, And people had been camping outside the precinct for some, you know, few weeks at that point. And to be there and to feel that, I think, was, especially as a a middle schooler, high schooler, was was moving and was like, why does it have to be this way? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's something that I still try to reconcile with myself today.
2: And so you founded the Just Action Coalition in May of 2020. And so like talk a little bit about the goals and mission of this nonprofit.
3: Yeah, Um, so it was co-founded with, you know, one of my best friends at the time, Matthew Seawood, um, who's now a minor scholar at Morehouse College.
4: Nice.
3: Um, So tremendously talented individual. And we both felt, I mean, after George Floyd got killed, um, that, you know, we need to do something. And we both came from fairly strict households mm-hmm. where, you know, we weren't allowed to go outside and protest. Um, at that time, my dad had was a year removed from open heart surgery, mm-hmm. so COVID was still a very real concern for us. Mm-hmm. And, but knowing who I am and my identity, like I was still very much impacted by this moment because um, we had went to 36th in Chicago or 30th in Chicago, where George Floyd was killed the morning after. Because mm-hmm. um, before it made national news my dad saw it on a Facebook post. Mm -hmm. And at 6 a.m. that morning as we were getting up to go work out, um, and this was something, he knew it. And it was also, you know, just a few blocks away from where he grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, Like this is his neighborhood as well. So we went there and we felt the pain. We felt people that was different than that of Jamar Clark and Florida Castile when they got killed. The people truly felt like they had no hope.
0: What do you think changed with with this case?
3: I think that it was so blatant. Um, It was not only communicated through or recorded on body cam footage. Mm -hmm. We had bystanders, um, people who are actively resisting what was going on, but yet it still happened. Um, And I think that was the flip that switched, Mm -hmm. or the switch that flipped. Um, And that night was when we saw people take to the streets yeah um but as someone who you know couldn't be actively out there you know mm-hmm. expressing my opinion my voice um you know matthew and i came together and we're like how did we do this how do we make sure that our voice our opinions you know are heard so we ended up f- found- founding the just action coalition as a way to not only get our voice but you know other youth voices who are on the streets into substantive conversations with policymakers, with change makers, with police chiefs, that we know are being forced to have these conversations right yeah. now, and we didn't want to let the youth voice not be included in those spaces.
0: What were those conversations like? Walk us through. That. Yeah, they were tough,
3: <laughs> I um, you know, to say the mm-hmm. least, um, because we had at the time people who were actively resisting, obviously George Floyd's mm-hmm. cause of death, right. We're denying what we saw on that video for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Um, And that was very, very hard Um, because we know that that could have been my dad. Yeah,
4: sure.
3: You know, could have been me. Um, But they're actively resisting that. And I think what was a major growth for us in that process was we're not in these conversations looking for a fight or to tell someone else that they're wrong. But we're in there to listen and contribute in areas where we can help other people grow as well Um, and i think that was major for us just to get people who whether they did hold this viewpoint um, or did feel a certain way about you know the cause of death or the happenings around that including the riots Mm -hmm. um that yeah maybe some of that was wrong but here's why right Mm -hmm. here's what we're feeling Mm -hmm. Here's what, you know, led a lot of people to take these actions. Um, And to put into context, like I said, with Philando Castile, Jamar Clark, um, I think was very, very powerful for us.
2: And would you say that like your work through this nonprofit, um, George Floyd's murder kind of sparked your interest in like criminal and public interest law? Or was it had that interest uh, been sparked before that?
3: No, certainly. I think Mm -hmm. it, it was at the root cause of it. Um, you know, prior to that, I'd been, you know, loosely involved in activism, you know, served as, you know, the student body president of my school. Um, very localized, you know, led a walkout in 2018 following the Parkland shooting of over mm-hmm. half our student body at City Hall. Um, wow. So I've always had this That's this great. activist, such advocacy gene in yeah. me,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, like I spoke about earlier. But I think this was the the defining moment for me in terms of, you know, giving me those clear eyes to see, you know, where can this have the most impact? Where can I use my my interests, my passions, my identities to really create, you know, substantial change? Do you Um, feel
0: like there's an intersection between your interest in activism and your athleticism and that side of your life?
3: I certainly do. Um, And, you know, for for any of you guys who know much about football, but, you know, specifically the offensive line, um, you know, you're not going to win every rep. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have to often get back up after you get beaten, after you get, you know, put on the ground and play the next play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, translating that to advocacy and activism, I think it's very, very similar. Um, We weren't walking into every meeting having all the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, We were often being told we're wrong, that we don't belong. Um, But I think, you know, stemming from what I've learned in athletics to this point, was you know that didn't stop us from coming back to the yeah. table.
4: Mm-hmm. That
3: didn't stop us from making another phone call or shooting another email, um, because we knew eventually that people were going to have to listen to us. Mm-hmm. That the cause we were fighting for was right, was just, and we mm-hmm. we felt that in our heart. Um, so definitely, for sure.
2: And so, according to our sources, you plan to pursue a JD eventually. That is a law degree. Yes. And so, like, why? why are you taking this route in order to like continue your activism as opposed to something else? Like, why do you want to be a lawyer?
3: Yeah. Um, because I truly believe that, you know, racial inequity in this country has in large part been defined by the law. Mm -hmm. Um, we know this, albeit that slavery is not directly mentioned in our constitution. It very much informed it. Um, and, you know, from that point, even predating that point with the colonies that, you know, black people in this country have never been viewed as equal and, to take our criminal justice system, for example, um, it is more glaring than any other part of our society. Um, and that's something I cannot sit with. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think has informed, obviously, like I talked about with, you know, the Just Action Coalition, um, you know, getting involved and using my heart of hearts to, to make a change. Um, and part of what, going back to the Truman, what I wrote my application on was the criminal defense infrastructure in mm-hmm. Minnesota, um, which is one of the most egregious in the nation. Um, You know, public defenders having, you know, almost 16 times, um, you know, don't quote me on that, but Mm -hmm. some some egregious number of the recommended caseload for public defenders. Wow. Um, And this includes, you know, felony cases, misdemeanor Mm -hmm. cases, um, and people aren't getting the adequate defense that they are constitutionally guaranteed, um, leading to people to sit in prison. Um, for things that they are not even guilty of or have yet to be convicted of. Um, and we, we know that this systemically hurts communities of color who are, you know, shown to use public defense and public services um, on average a lot more than, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, white people or people from, you know, higher incomes.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, that hurts because we know that when you sit in jail, you know, for even two or three days, um, and when you work a blue-collar job, um, when you work two or three jobs, when you have kids at home, um, you can't afford to do that. No. Especially when you're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, and that, I think, is one of the most glaring problems that I think requires people who are skilled, talented, and have a passion for the
0: work um, that can step in immediately and truly start to make a change.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you want to work in like a community, like a local community, or do you think i on a different level?
3: Right. Um, and I think one of the... The interesting things about the the glaring gaps in public defense that it exists at all levels um whether it be you know city county um state and even federal um that help is needed everywhere yeah. um so i'm not opposed or i right now i think i don't have a preference
4: mm-hmm.
3: um but i think i definitely want to be somewhere where you know whether it's the first few years of law school i can step in and, right. and really start to help
2: Well, it's really great to hear that, um, like, your athleticism is somewhat conducive with this, like, activist gene of yours. And so pivoting to football, um, (laughs) last month you were added to the 2024 Senior Bowl watch list for your work as an offensive lineman on Princeton's football team. And so, like, let's take it back to the beginning. Like, what got you into football?
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I came from a huge basketball family. Um, it was the first ball that we ever picked up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started football fairly late. My parents were, you know, admittedly not big fans of it. Um, How come? For safety reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Safety, yeah. And this, this was during the time that, you know, the movie Concussion was coming out, mm. um, which we all know had an impact on the game um, in every aspect from youth to professional and my parents were drinking the kool-aid
4: when it yeah. came to that.
3: <laughs> rightfully so yeah um yeah. and so they were very hesitant mm-hmm. at first um you know my oldest had played um had stopped after his freshman year after you know injuring his ankle mm-hmm. um the second oldest reed um was you know the quarterback for three years um and decided to give it up to pursue basketball um so, you know, I was I was a lone duck in, in some respects, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was late to the game, started run seventh, eighth grade mm. um, and then, you know, was thrown into the high school mix fairly early. Um,
2: and then have you always played played the position you play now? Offensive lineman, offensive lineman which, offensive. Is offensive, <laughs> which is offensive, offensive line, lineman. Offensive lineman. Oh, oops. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've always played that.
3: Yeah, and, and there's a funny story. So, in park board growing up, or the Minneapolis park board, which mm-hmm. was what I played, you know, my first, you know, one or two years of football, you get this this sticker on the side of your helmet mm. if you're over
0: the weight limit. <laughs> Are That's
4: you
1: crazy? kidding? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's wild. Yeah.
0: That's going to, to be like near wrestling levels, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> encouraging. Wow.
3: Eating disorders. <laughs> like, as to say like this person is too dangerous to carry the ball.
4: Oh, oh. wow.
1: Like oh that's oh even so it's wh- kind of it's, it's kind of a compliment though. Well, <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> gonna like squash, squish other players. Yeah, that's that's,
3: I,
4: crazy. <laughs> that's crazy.
1: But um, like you get to walk around with that sticker and be like, yeah, don't mess with me. Don't give me the ball because you know it'll happen.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, at like, at what point in your football career was it clear that oh, he's not just gonna like mess around playing football like any other Joe Schmo in high school, but like <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be recruited and potentially go to the NFL? It yeah,
3: was there a turning point. Any point? Yeah, um, I like to say between my sophomore and junior year, mm-hmm. um, when I think for me personally, I started to take it a lot more serious. Um, I remember that that summer being you know very intensely focused on you know making sure i was in great shape coming to that season um and that was ultimately the season and the tape that got me recruited
2: and so what did that like training regimen look like was it like 5 a.m wake ups like you like, like
0: you do now blended breast chicken breasts yeah Bl- like blended oh. breasts how
1: much do you have to blended eat when you're like breasts. training so hard in like preseason and stuff too
3: a lot um and for me it it was very intentional because you know I at that point was not anywhere near the size I am right now, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that I had to get to a certain weight. Like for me, that was like 300 pounds because okay. like mm. I'm watching NFL and I'm watching college and like all these linemen are like 300 pounds mm-hmm. and like I'm sitting there at like 270. I'm like, well, well, if I want a <laughs> shot, like <laughs> yeah. I have to get there. Um, so a lot of it was you know meal prepping. I remember, okay. like, as a junior in high school or sophomore in high school, like, making, um, making pineapple salads and chicken and rice for the entire yeah. week.
2: You can gain 30 pounds off of pineapple salads?
3: Well, here's a trick. I,
0: oh. I would eat that. I would eat. <laughs> no, he just likes the
2: there's pineapple. A, there's <laughs> a trick, Sophia. There's that was a, just
1: fun. That was just fun
0: for him. The pineapple everybody. thing was not part of the recipe. <laughs> no. It was no. just <laughs> yummy as <is all.
3: laughs> Um, We would take protein shakes and mass gainer. Okay. To supplement in between the meals. Oh, okay. So your body is constantly digesting calories.
2: Jeez.
3: And that, I guess, worked for that me. I've, yeah. I've Wait, never turned back.
2: Because your meals were so regimented, did you like. Because, like me, I, you know, there's people who live to eat than people who eat to live. Like, do you. Is eating not fun for you anymore? Because it's like, you just have to. It's your job. It's eating
1: for a purpose, not eating to. <laughs> Eat and
0: well, he probably did that too. He's not like he only eating chicken and rice. <laughs> But I can
1: imagine, like at the beginning when you were trying to gain weight, yeah. like it was uh, a lot. Like more pineapple salad. Right. I, w- uh. I would probably be like walking around, like no, <laughs> not again. It was a
3: lot. Yeah, it was. Um I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like The Rock and his his eating regimen.
1: Dwayne the Rock I think Johnson. I mean, but he like
3: eats like really
0: like crazy, like insane amounts yeah. of food. Yeah, and um, it looks great, <laughs> right? but it's like. I would have to starve myself for three (laughs) weeks to be able to eat that much. Well, and not to say
3: that, you know, I can replicate what he did or did, because that man is on a a completely different plane. Um, But I think for me it was like, all right, if I can promise myself one day a week where I can indulge, where I can, you know, eat what I want, all the sugars that I've been craving. um, Yeah,
2: what's that cheat meal like? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Walk us through it. (laughs) Break it down, Jalen.
3: No, I i mm. I'm a big kind of ice cream.
2: Okay, oh, yeah. what's your flavor?
3: Mint chocolate chip.
2: That's good. But here's that's the good.
3: catch. It has to be green.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. If it's white, it's you like
1: mean. fake.
3: Right, like that's at a Bed great. Spoon, I, I was there the other night.
0: That. That's so true.
3: Like The magic
0: goes away. Right. As
1: someone that worked in an ice cream <laughs> shop over the summer, I had multiple customers ask me what color our ice cream was. Like, your mint chocolate chip ice cream? Yeah, right. Our mint chocolate mm-hmm. chip, Yeah. And if I like, sometimes I'd tell them green, and they'd be like, they'd just walk away. Like, 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 they didn't see? want yeah. green. Yeah, some of them didn't want green. Some of them were like, oh, thank God. But like, some of them actually like were like, all right, and then walked away. So, so. you you like
2: that minty fresh? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> see what what's undefeated is mint chocolate chip ice cream with apple pie.
1: Oh. That is an interesting combination. No thanks. It's undefeated. I'll pass.
2: <laughs> because usually, like apple pie, I think it's like it's the main
1: dish. Yeah, but then you, you need, need to have vanilla some, like that. Yeah, you need a, like homemade vanilla ice cream from Blue uh, Bell. There's just a lot of
0: personality in that dish. <laughs> right, like, they, they might clash a little. And little you bit eat vibe. them
1: like all. Like you get like a little scoop of ice cream and you put this apple pie on the same spoon yeah, and you yeah. eat it yeah to wash it down time. that's so many flavors yeah i don't understand how that could be good like oh it's amazing well i think
0: after he needs something to like excite him after like chicken <laughs> like, and
1: salad. and pineapple salad he needs like an assault on his taste buds yes. for anything. wait
2: okay so you like ice cream what else is in the cheat meal or is it just all ice cream
3: definitely not all ice cream okay good. i can't do that to myself yeah Um, big breakfast guy. Huge breakfast guy. French toast, pancakes, Mm, you name it. mm. I'm here for it. Um, so that was you know very much in like Sunday mornings, you know, after church, you know, having that was like sounds great. What is life? Do
2: Do you still do that here at Princeton? You have a cheat day? Cheat day?
3: I don't, um, because I try to mix in or quote unquote reward myself like after at least one meal a day. Um, so like I'll grab a cookie um, after dinner, most nights or, or whatever. Um, but like we have this rule during training camp for the offensive line where, you know, no matter how your day went, good, bad or indifferent, like mm-hmm. you have an ice cream cone. Um, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> That's so adorable. <laughs> what
2: a, now what if someone's lactose intolerant? What is that?
3: What like I was developed to be. Yeah, this is,
4: this is the
2: problem. You're lactose intolerant?
1: No. Yeah. Hey Sam, that's awesome. <laughs> Yay, lactose intolerant buddies. Okay, but wait, so do you take lactates or do you just yeah. deal with it?
4: Well,
3: <laughs> all <of> the above.
1: <laughs> I'm really
2: sorry. Uh, lactose intolerance is, is no good. I'm sorry no, for no.
3: you. Well, I think it's, it's, like, it, it's more sorry and for, for the people who are around me oh yeah
4: the people on, who I, share I, the back I, I, right. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I get it right let's let's pivot to not be talking about um what we always talk poop. about yeah. which is you mean which poop? is poo Do okay, poo um, <laughs> <laughs> um so Jalen, um i know that you ride around on a bike yeah. However,
1: a lot of athletes ride around on scooters. How did you know that he rode around on a bike? Because I I have eyes everywhere. Okay. That's,
0: That's
2: why. Real um, <laughs> <confidential sources. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um but recently, like, scooters were banned on Princeton's campus for like a big chunk of the day. Mm. And so what was the sentiment like on the football team after that recent ban?
3: So let me give you guys some context. Okay. Okay. So before they made the scooter ban. I was on an athlete panel with VP Calhoun mm. Mm. that consulted on this, and as a bike rider in that conversation, oh, my uh, stakes were low.
1: Right,
0: <laughs> right. I was playing with house money. Um, he but probably uh, like if if he w- had a scooter, we would not we have would not that. yeah. That's Wait, what, what did you say? You're the
1: saying? reason.
3: Well, I was, you know. First, I didn't talk for the majority of the conversation, Mm -hmm. Um, but it seemed like they had their mind already set. Uh, Which was banning it. Exactly. Not a complete ban, but similar to the one we have right now, Mm -hmm. whether it's restricting to certain pathways or certain times of the day. But I had recommended that we just make every scooter owner go through an educational course at the beginning of the semester. Similar to what we do with sexual harassment and Mm. other things on campus.
2: You have alcohol edu. You have the share education, and then like scooter scooter school, school. scooter school. school. (laughs) Love it. But they didn't like that idea.
3: Oh, apparently not.
2: (laughs) Apparently not. I think that's genius,
3: right? And I was like, all right. So once the community guidelines, because Princeton likes to use this phrase, community guidelines and expectations, Mm -hmm. once those are set, right? Mm -hmm. So now there's no excuse on the students' behalf when they do get into an accident, oh. and they're saying, well, I didn't know. Well, if you comp- completed this course, and you did it thoughtfully, that excuse is no longer there. Right. So true, um, spoken so like I a thought, lawyer. I thought it was given the university incentive mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to true. say, you know what, we're gonna give the students the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. on the front end, but knowing that we still hold the cards in our hand on the back end. Mm. Um, didn't like that idea.
1: Mm-hmm. You could even threaten them with, like, an honor code violation. Right. You know, so, be like, oh, you're suspended for a year now because you just ran Yeah, they love to throw those violations around, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but anyway, I mean, fast forward, and I had given some people on the team a little bit of a heads up mm-hmm. that this was potentially coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it did finally come out, people were not happy. Yeah. Not at all. Um, and one, people didn't know how it was going to be enforced. hmm um, and I think that still remains a question today. Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> Not like really enforced. So. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and you know, people are like, "Well, I'm. I just bought this scooter. Mm-hmm. Like, is the university going to refund me?
2: Um, yeah. Point, yeah.
3: I, I'm, I'm. still writing this to class.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, all I can tell you is that this is this is the rule. I don't know how they're going to enforce yeah. it if they mm-hmm. can enforce it. Um, but you know, as we know through the first what quarter of the semester, I think it's been. Very ambiguous. Yeah. To say the yeah. least.
2: Real. So many people still ride around on them during the during the day.
0: I love NARPs with scooters.
2: That would be non athletic regular s- person. Oh, <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> gross. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> we are all narps. Um speaking of non narps, another incredible pivot by me, Sophia Shepherd. Um, you have plans to go to the NFL. We'll talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah. Um, I think it's it's always been a dream of mine, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously starting football a little bit late, but, you know, throughout my football career, it's always been, been a goal to reach the highest levels of this game, mm-hmm. and I think that obviously has become more of a uh, a reality for me over the past year, um, but I think it's, you know, if one day I do get drafted um, or, you know, get the opportunity to play in the NFL, I think it'd be truly a dream come true.
2: So... First of all, can you walk us through the process of, like, the, the drafting process? I don't know. Yes. What does it mean? What, is, what does that mean? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a, it's a lot. Um, so, you know, you get evaluated. You know, I got evaluated off of last year's tape in mm-hmm. large part, um, going back to, you know, your physical measure, your measurables. Um, you know, they typically send scouts in the, the spring of your junior year. Um, To take measurements of you to watch your tape and you know to issue you scores and I was blessed to have a a score that was you know high enough to potentially be draftable Um, What is that score? I forget exactly what it was. It was like a, a 1.3,
2: or 1.4. Um, probably exceed that score, Simon. You'd probably have like three or four just because I it already going to be did. low, though?
0: <laughs> the lower is the better. See? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I was actually right. So you were right. <laughs> um, Sorry. Back to you.
3: No, and then, you know, obviously you want to perform the best you can during the year, um, you know, to kind of validate whatever projections were out there for you heading into the year. Um, and to set yourself up to whether it's you know like getting a a Senior Bowl invite um, mm-hmm. or whatnot based off your performance during the year, I think is one my goal right now, and you know um, working as hard to do that um, because those again I think are are major are, are, are major points of um, measurement for you know NFL teams and um, you know people throughout this process to really figure out if you are an NFL caliber mm-hmm. player. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like. And then after senior bowls, you have, you know, the combine and, um, and, uh, you know, eventually the draft, um, mm-hmm. with teams view that they're, they're interested in you and definitely someone who can contribute to the franchise.
0: What would training for the combine be like?
3: Pretty intense. Yeah.
0: It seems like that would be.
3: Yeah. Um, and, you know, Andre went through it last right. year, um, and he can, you know, obviously has went through this and, you know, very detailed with yeah. it. Um, but it's. From what I can tell, and obviously I haven't been through it yet, but it's, you know, very detailed and very regimented, Um, you know, obviously something I'm not completely foreign to,
4: Um,
3: but I think it's, you know, definitely different because, you know, football is your life, becomes your life, you know, very, very different than obviously our day-to-day here at Princeton where, you know, we're in class, you know, and, you know, we have a lot of homework every night, Um, but, you know, during that process, rightfully so, you live, breathe, um, and eat, Mm. (laughs) football, so...
2: Hey, how do you balance that, like academics? Because you're obviously a smarticle particle, as okay. our anonymous source told us. <laughs> you have to retire that one.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not my words. Um, yeah, how do you balance that? It's difficult, uh-huh.
3: um, and I think it'd be lying if, if I said you was or I said it wasn't. Um, I think it comes at you know immense sacrifice, um, as any student athlete you know will tell you, especially playing at a Division One level. Um, and going to a school like Princeton Mm -hmm. and, you know, aspiring to achieve all your goals both on the field and off, um, you know, makes it makes it hard. But I think I've been extremely blessed to have a incredible support network here. Um, So when I am struggling, I can reach out um, and get the help that I need in an efficient and timely manner. um, So I continue to, you know, go on and, you know, do everything I want to do, because we know that going here is a tremendous privilege Mm -hmm. um, and opportunity. And, from my point of view, I think it's, I would be remiss or, you know, would live with regret if I didn't do everything to take advantage of, you know, what's in front of me.
0: And do you feel like, um, like what what opportunity do you feel like you've experienced because of Princeton, like maybe this summer or in the past year that you've been, you found really enriching, really valuable?
3: Right. Um, I think in large part it's been the service community here um, and having the opportunity to use my interest um, and my platform as a student athlete to, one, speak on these issues, but also take action, yeah. whether it's been through my last two summer internships, mm-hmm. um, whether it's being involved with clubs here on campus, yeah. serving on boards, having conversations with, you know, our provost, um, with mm-hmm. the dean, yeah. you know, people who make these decisions um, and having the opportunity to to do that and, you know, substantially contribute to this narrative, yeah. I think has been, you know, particularly impactful on me and, you know, has helped me you know grow and, and learn about what i want to do long term
2: mm-hmm. and so pivoting back to the nfl i need to stop using the word pivot i'm so sorry i need <laughs> to stop doing that um but if you could be on any team like what would what would be the the ideal team that you would be on is it like back home and <laughs> in um minnesota right minnesota? Mm-hmm. minnesota or is it like you listen i listen <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm listening um but yeah that's my question
3: I think anything that will
0: take me. Okay. Um, yeah, why? Well, I, I you
4: don't have like to have more any confidence any than that. Than that.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, but like. No, you, I know. You, you,
0: <laughs> you grow up and you may have like a certain team that's really special. Is it you. the
2: Vikings?
0: Right. Well, I, I grew up a Vikings fan. Right. So, okay. You know, born
3: and raised. Right. You know, we we live a mile and a half away from, or less than that from what was formerly the Metrodome, which is now U.S. Big Stadium, mm. um, you know, grew up. Parents used to work the Viking Games for, mm. you know, to help really? our tuition at, at our oh, wow. at our high school. Um, so the purple and gold go deep. Um, but, you know, I think even being in the conversation to potentially be drafted and go to the NFL, I think it's... It's You're just beyond happy to be there. Exactly. But I'm like, you know, wildest belief. So, yeah. you know, any team that will take me, I think, would be a tremendous blessing.
2: And that is a great answer. And that's a really good answer. <laughs> Very political. <Wow>. Politically, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I,
1: I have a question back to you being a student athlete. My roommate is a student athlete. And sometimes she gets upset because she says she feels like an athlete student more than a student athlete. Would you agree with that statement?
3: Um, At certain points. Um, but i think it's it's all part of the game um and all part of you know the territory like it's for my opinion like if it's something you truly want to do um like you'll make time and you'll find a way to get it done um and sometimes like it sucks like sometimes we'll get you know three four hours uh asleep at night um like i did last night oh, um, oh no but it's but it's all part of like I know what I want to do, I know where I want to go. Um and if that means getting a you know, a few hours of sleep, you know, a night or two a week to to do this, um and to be there for my teammates, to be there for myself, um, I'm willing to do that. So it's definitely a, a give take. You know, certain areas are taken more than you know they're given, but um I think it is definitely all worth it.
2: How much sleep do you usually get?
3: Oh <laughs>
2: <laughs> on average.
3: Um his last two weeks, been averaging between like you know five and seven.
2: Oh, oh, that's okay. crazy dedication. Okay. Seriously. I, that's seriously. I amazing. see you with the double shot of energy. You see that Starbucks? Like <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> with no nap today. With, see?
1: Oh, well, do you usually take a nap?
3: Yes. Yeah, so we're,
1: we're cutting into nap time right <laughs>
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the trick I perfected: a twenty-seven minute nap. Twenty-seven. Oh, yeah, why, that, why that number? It's perfect. Well, number. I heard that I guess right before you start REM. Mm. So, you're not waking up groggy. Mm. You're just waking up, you know. So, what light sleep, mm. right, yeah. right, like energized, ready to go, attack mm. the day.
1: Have you guys ever heard about the military nap, where you like prop your feet up and you like sleep like this for ten minutes? And I'm do, I'm crossing my arms over my chest. I think for those who can't see me.
2: I think whoever told you that is playing a joke on you. Emily. Well, I tried it once <laughs> and it worked. really <laughs> well. Did it? So, did it. So, yeah. Have you heard
1: about the caffeinated nap? Where
2: you like take mm. no <laughs> take some coffee, sleep for twenty <laughs> minutes, and by the time you're done with the nap, the coffee kicks in. The coffee kicks in, and also like you're more awake from the nap, so you're just like double alert. That sounds that's, like
0: something you'd do. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That feels <laughs> illegal in some ways. There's one. There's one that Einstein did, I think, where he like h- held like. Something like a, a weighted, like a an apple or something, and then he'd like he'd let, he he <laughs> <That's laughs> would weighted, weighted apple. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd, he'd hold it, and then once he'd fall asleep. Uh, it would like his hand go limp and then it would drop on the floor and that would wake him up. Oh,
2: so it's, like, smart. That's why you're always holding apples. These just sound Absolutely. like all <laughs> different <laughs> ways
1: of like torturing yourself.
0: They yeah, really do. Just sleep yeah. for hours. <laughs>
2: um, okay, finally, we asked our guest last week to come up with a question to ask you and she didn't know who she would be asking the question of. Um, but her question is um what's something that you're hoping to take with you from the summer what's something you're hoping to let go of this semester and what's something you're hoping to improve upon so that was actually three, three questions, questions. Yeah. she just
0: packed it on
2: <laughs> and this is a fellow senior gabby vessiana but
3: gotcha so from the semester or summer
2: uh, what's what let's start with what's something that you're hoping to take with you from the summer
3: Ah, mm. uh, peace Yes. Oh, great
1: answer! <laughs> that was
3: deep.
2: Of <laughs> um, just like in general, like world peace. What sort of peace are we talking about?
3: I think in general, like peace of mind.
2: Peace of mind. Because
3: um, okay. I think I don't know if I'm doing a great job of it right now. Okay. Um,
2: world peace. It's like uh, right. Mm-hmm. I think we're. We'll work on that. We're later. still working on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> we just need some you peace know. in our hearts. Right. Um, okay. Then, what's something you're hoping to let go of this semester?
4: Yeah.
3: Um, stress. Yeah, I think that's a a constant for every Princeton student. That's real.
1: Um, Do you think you'll be able to do that? I think eventually. Mm. I
3: think I'm I'm working on it. Um, You know, finding some strategies. But you know,
2: what strategy do you find to be the most effective? Is it the uh, double shot espressos? Relax. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do to
0: relax? Is there a specific activity?
3: Um. Well, I think for me, it's going to church on Sundays mm. and, um, kind of just helps me spiritually and emotionally reset um, and just get ready to go into the week. Um, but I think there's obviously not a whole lot of time to to relax and, and take time in your day, which I'm, that's one of the things I'm working on is yeah. to, to find that time and to appropriate that time like I would, you know, anything else, um, because we do know how much, you know, mental health can impact your ability to succeed. For sure. So...
2: And then lastly, what's something you're hoping to improve upon? This is kind of similar to the last question, but.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is tough. Um, you know, I've obviously been asked this a million and one times, you know, related to my football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so obviously. How about not related to football then? Not related to football. Oh. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's. Reaching out and you know getting contact, or into contact and building relationships with a lot mm-hmm. of my peers that you know I won't see after my first or my last year here, um, but you know that I've whether neg- neglected or haven't done yeah. you know during my first three years, um, reaching out whether it's coffee or lunch I think is is something I want to improve upon.
2: Do you send Google Calendar invites?
3: i don't do that
2: okay
1: yeah that's only you so okay okay well
0: <laughs> i love it to be yeah with you i love it
2: not that you always you know follow the google calendar invites yeah. but
0: well i said we're I gonna talk about like <laughs> that after the podcast so little full
2: circle moment um and now Jalen, we ask you if you could ask a question of our next guest and it you don't get silly, to know who it is it can be, be serious, anything
3: whatever Ooh. um see this is this is complicated okay um So, if your guest is of the class of 24 or even, I guess, class 24 or 25, Mm -hmm. um, what their opinion on Wukong's dining hall was.
4: Mm. Mm, Come on.
3: Because I am personally of the opinion that it was the best dining hall on campus. Oh, oh. please Interesting. Steve, don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the,
1: hate is is yeah. <laughs> the hate
3: is real. hate so real.
1: I really didn't like Wilcox, <laughs> and like a, I'm happy to see it crumble down. <laughs> it's like a hospital cafeteria. That was
2: no.
3: the vibe
1: of Wilcox.
3: Wait, what did you like about it? The food there was made with tender love. Love and care,
1: and right? And tons of grease. <laughs> Chill. I'm sorry. <laughs> I grease? really did. Tons of grease. <laughs> I, I, I heard grace. I, I tons heard Tons of grease. I said uh, grease. I, Greece. Said Greece. I <laughs> heard <laughs> grace.
0: I was like,
2: oh, she's turning <laughs> over. <laughs> no. That would be the New Jersey <laughs> and Emily Driver.
1: <laughs> sorry, it's my grace.
2: accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what if they're not of the class of 23 or 24?
3: Well, I guess even 25 with you. Oh, guys. sorry.
2: 24, 25. That's what I meant. Sorry.
3: Yeah let's see um what do you want your legacy to be at princeton
2: that's really beautiful wow i'm gonna cry that's
0: really good <laughs> i think um, i think we should end it on that
2: i think so um give us a follow and leave a comment on spotify rate us five stars on apple podcasts tell your friends let us know who you would like to hear on the podcast that's to our guests jalen is there anything you want to plug
3: no I think. <laughs> Good
4: for
2: you. All right. Good for you, All right
3: Jill, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, there you, you know, go. Jw underscore Travis. I think that's one more time. Jw underscore Travis. That is follow Jw him. underscore Travis. And that would be Jw. Hit him up on Tra- Instagram. Jw
2: underscore Travis. Do you have a
3: MySpace? <laughs> no.
2: LinkedIn. What's do you have LinkedIn?
0: Snapchat.
3: I do have Strava. LinkedIn. Yes. Follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm YouTube a LinkedIn account. demon. Yes.
2: Yes.
4: Let's,
3: let's <laughs>
2: <that. laughs> I'm happy to announce that. Um, Okay, incredible. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jalen. It's been a real, real pleasure to have you. Sorry for cutting into your nap time, you know. No. Um, We hope it was worth it. It was. Um, But, yeah, thank you, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flippity-flop. Bye, guys.